episode of Getting My Cheese Back. Welcome to this episode of Getting My Cheese Back on My Cracker. I'm Ashley Nicole. I'm Paige Benjamin of Atomic Travels. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing holistic health opportunities. We see holistic health as something outside of your traditional methods for some who are still uneasy about therapy or um, going to a psychiatrist, whatever. Before we meet our guests, I want to remind you all to click the little subscribe button below and turn on your notifications so that you can be notified every time we have a new episode. Not only will you get notifications for getting my cheese back on my cracker, but you'll get notifications for the state of the Black men's mental health, as well as the Wellness Collective. Now, Ashley, before we bring our guests on, I really want to talk about what does holistic health mean to you, right? So, like, personally speaking, holistic health um, has been something that's been part of my whole life. So Haitian born, Haitian American, Haitian, but American born. Um, if I have a cold, my mom goes, makes a tea. Um, if you know, somebody's going through something, there's a tea for somebody. There's always a, in our family, an herbal remedy to some of the things that, you know, we, we all go through on a day-to-day basis. And I didn't realize that was technically considered holistic health, right? Mm-hmm. I just thought that was my mom just likes to give us tea. Um, and so, like, what was your introduction to holistic health? I think it's cool that across cultures, we may have, like, different thing- versions of the same thing. Because for me in the South, it was always a toddy. My mom would uh, boil down the whiskey or the bourbon, the pe- uh, the um, peppermints, the honey, and the lemon, and we would drink that. It used to sit in the jar on top of the refrigerator. She would make one big jug of it every uh, fall, and we didn't get sick. And I mm. think that there's a lot of little things like that. Um, I know some of my uh, friends, their parents put Vicks on the on the bed of their foot, mm. their feet when they go to bed to keep them from getting sick. It's always little things like that, or either like... Um, the simplest one would be don't play outside without um, when it's raining. Right, right. It's right. always I mean, little things. Yeah, and and as I got older, I realized I afforded myself certain things as well. Like, you know, um, I posted earlier this week. I left, so I went and got a manicure, pedicure. Right, so I, I keep these things taken care of. Right, and um, although I was there, like being serviced, like I had a, I probably got the biggest package they got. It was a massage. It was hands and feet. It was this bubble in the water. Um, <laughs> and the whole time I'm, you know, scrolling through either TikTok or Instagram. And I, it, it, it's weird because, like, I felt a sense of peace, right? And um, I remember leaving there and I was like, yo, I need to share this I, and, and talk about this episode. I was like, look, you know, take care of yourself and, and all of that. And um, oddly enough, I talked to, I called one of our guests and had a conversation with her. Um, we were talking about some things in this episode and she's like, wow, you sound at peace, right? And so there are so many different things that we can do to manage our wellness. And, you know, it doesn't have to be one way. I think, you know, what we're really trying to say is, you know, don't feel like there's only one way to take care of yourself. Uh, you can take care of yourself in so many different ways. So with that being said, um, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. Um, we're going to introduce um, a good friend of the show, um, Deb Carson. What's up, Deb? Tell us who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Hi, guys. I'm Deb Carson from On The Go With Deb. <laughs> and I'm a graphic designer from South Carolina. So I, you know, I've been around... I've been around you guys. I've been on some of the, the shows, but this is the first time I really have been like a guest. Mm. So I look forward to talking about what I do for Holistic Health. Awesome. Awesome. And we have another bomb.com guest on today. And, you know, she'll tell you she's not that great, but everybody yeah. that knows her knows she is. We got the amazing Takia. Takia, tell the people who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Hi. Oh, my gosh. That was such an introduction. Um, hi, my name's Takia, Takia Butler. Um, all my friends call me Tak because I'm solid like a rock. Um, so generally, I'm a nomad. I've lived in lots of places and I've always really cared about social change and figuring out how to help people who are trying to help people. 
Um, I do that now through my own business. So I'm the owner of Excelsior Performance Group. It's a boutique of a bunch of different kind of um, consulting, coaching, public speaking efforts, but the main focus is performance improvement. So I help people navigate storms and I help people get better and grow over time by kind of learning how to sit in failure and kind of find the safety to try again. Mm, that's a lot. She's so she's smart, y'all. She's smart. Um, I don't she got know. real long bangs today. So she, she got the smart glasses on. Now see how she strategically placed her, her board behind her so she mm -hmm. can see that she's hard at work. So I, I definitely appreciate it. that's part of her holistic health. She got to keep everything organized. Know yourself, know your wealth. That's what I say. There you go. There you go. All right. So with that being said, we're going to just jump right into it, Ashley. All right. With an emphasis on mental health, <clears throat> excuse me, with the emphasis on mental health, we also see people are taking actions into their own hands with uh, self-diagnosis or self-soothing via healthy and unhealthy methods. Um, what are some ways you holistically manage your wellness? You want me to go first? Deb, I love when you lead. <laughs> So when it comes to holistic health mentally, okay, I think about, you know, coming to a sense of peace and joy. So my techniques are listening to binaural beats. I was trying to set it up on my TV, but it wanted me to be great. But normally those sounds put me into a sense of calm. And I am a stickler for carrying around my little, my little stones. <laughs> These are my babies. I love, um, this is a smoky quartz. And I have um, rose quartz. This is for love. And then this is a new addition. This is a red onyx. For warding off evil spirits, baby. Okay, because sometimes you got to block them haters. So... <laughs> Yes, I'm blocking haters right now. <laughs> but normally, yeah, um, as long as I'm trying to get to a state of peace and calm, that's how I um, tend to manage my mental wellness holistically. Yeah, I feel like the mental, um, the, how your mind operates is probably most important out of any of the areas. Um, but for me, when I think holistic, I'm thinking about having balance across the different spaces. So I was joking with one of my friends about how I'm getting old because I fell like three weeks ago and I still feel it in my knee. Oh. <laughs> so like the scar is healed, but my muscles haven't. Um, so I might not be physically like at the 100% that I want to be, but in some other part of my life, I might be balanced. So managing that wellness means kind of like keeping awareness of like the, the whole picture and kind of allowing things to be a little bit out of whack in the smaller circles or the smaller spaces. Um, there's also I try to be as natural and as um, sustainable when I think about if I'm sick, what I'm going to do or how I maintain my wellness. So I always kind of try to I try to pick natural remedies to things or things that are not too dangerous or high risk for my body to do those things first. That way I can kind of continue to do them instead of having to wait for a, a dangerous situation to put myself in. So I try to be real proactive in how I take care of myself. Nice, nice. Well, Ashley, um, since we're talking about holistic health, I wanted to share how I've always looked at, looked at different ways of taking care of ourselves. As I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm Haitian American. And so usually over-the-counter drugs are really not our go-to, and we're usually looking for healthy remedies to be able to take care of ourselves. Um, as a kid, I used to struggle with productivity, so maybe reaching out to Takia at some point or another to help me get my stuff together might help, um, and some focus. And so um, it got me in a little bit of trouble as a kid. And as an adult, um, the trouble is more so not being able to get things done on time or kind of losing track of deadlines. And fast forward now, I'm in my 40s. Yes, I am old. Um, all of a sudden, aches and pains come out of nowhere. And, you know, recently we got tapped on the shoulder by some our friends over at Magic Mind that said they might have some things that can help us out. Um, they told us what the product was about and we said, you know what, let's give it a try to stay focused I typically would drink about three to four cups of coffee a day. So think about it from morning to the 
early afternoons. I'm literally running through cups of coffee um, and trying to, I, I was trying to wean myself off of coffee. And when they told me this was something that I could possibly do, I immediately said, you know what, let's go ahead. And I tried Magic Mind with and without coffee. And I realized that I was able to kind of stay on point, stay on top of everything throughout the day without having to add additional cups of coffee. I also noticed that I was drinking fewer and fewer cups of coffee, as well as feeling less pain. As some of y'all already know, I'm in IT, so I'm really sitting for a long period of time, which I always have to get up and stretch. So I started realizing that, hey, after doing this, I don't have to do stretching anymore. Now, I'm not saying I don't have to stretch anymore. I just don't stretch as often as I do. Um, and then I started to notice some other things. So my wife takes me on these trails, these hiking trails that I've, I'm, I'm calling it the begudging trails, right? We go on these hiking trails every, every week or every two weeks, and I hem and haw the whole time. Um, something told me, yo, you know what? Go ahead and take a magic, magic mind before we go out. And what I did notice was I was hemming and hawing a little less. Um, I had more energy to go through. And you know what? She said I was a lot more pleasant to be with on those on those train on those trails um magic mind has several ingredients that i wanted to highlight ashwagandha and i hope i'm saying that properly um ashwagandha as i mentioned <laughs> thank you thank you um as i mentioned earlier um you know i wasn't necessarily pleasant on these begrudging trail trails when you guys see these videos y'all will understand what i'm talking about and you know similar to um, everything else that I do takes a lot to muster up the energy to do these shows. So I actually took a magic mind before doing this show and um, I'm a lot more calm, a lot more at ease in doing this presentation for you guys. Um, matcha, as I mentioned as well, matcha, um, drinking magic mind as opposed to coffee, extended my energy throughout the day, making me not have to drink as much coffee. And last but not least, um, my favorite thing, um, nobody likes pain, nobody likes to feel old. And so lion's mane mushroom, um, lion's mane mushroom was really beneficial in making sure that I can go to distance um, as far as the hikes go. Last week, we went for like a 20 mile bike ride. And if you ask my wife, I didn't complain not one bit. I was slow, but I didn't complain. Um, now you're probably asking, where can I get this? Well, you can check out Magic Mind, M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D.co forward slash cheese. And you can use promo code cheese20 to get 40% off your first subscription. And you can get 20% off your first one-time purchase. That's, that's cheese20 for 40% off your first subscription and 20% off your first your one-time purchase. The 40% off code is only good for 10 days. So hurry up and get your magic mind. Now, Ashley, we're going to bring our guests back on and we're going to tap into a follow-up question real quick, right? And so with you guys having found these holistic remedies for yourself, how did, like, how were you introduced to those beautiful rocks, right? Um, was it like you found something on the floor or, and then once again, I apologize. Homecoming was last week and my voice is a little raspy. You um, sound like it. <laughs> I didn't have a good time at all. At all. Oh, no, for sure. Um, it sounded like you had a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Um, so how did you guys like discover these things? Well, okay. Where should I start? So back in 2013 or 14, I had um, surgery that pretty much sat me on my butt. I was home in bed. I couldn't really move. And at the time, I was on, you know, this famous dating app, POF, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just chit-chatting with you know, various people. And one of the gentlemen actually put me on to Infinite Waters, um, this guy on YouTube. And he is all about, you know, holistic things, being vegan and just talking about connecting with energy and nature. 
And he kind of got me started down the road of thinking about holistic health in an energetic way. So I went down the rabbit hole of YouTubing and, you know, discovered crystals. And I think I bought my first crystal in 2014, like actual purchase one of my crystals. And it's been, you know, one of my guilty pleasures ever since. <laughs> That's funny because they are a guilty pleasure because they're like at the price point where it's like a guilty pleasure. Like I could buy this or I could buy something else that right. I don't need. So <laughs> <laughs> what should I get? Yeah. Um, I would say that my dad really introduced me to holistic care, um, real like practically, like giving me a lot of books, giving me a lot of resources, kind of talking to me in a way that I could understand. Um, but I think the more I've learned about my family, the more I know that we're Gullah, that we're Geechee, that there are certain things that we would eat or certain things that we would always do or ways people would operate. I'm starting to see how much of that I was kind of raised in without anyone telling me. Um, so it, it feels a lot like I'm coming home sometimes or like I'm seeing stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why this and this and this happens. Mm -hmm. um, but I think my dad was real intentional. I think sometimes your parents can kind of see the road ahead of you, especially if you're showing up with a lot of emotional dysregulation or you get upset or frustrated easily. So I think he tried to load a lot of things on the front end um, when I was getting like suspended in school and whatnot to have me read self-help books and self-development books and how to recognize certain behaviors and patterns. And mm -hmm. that kind of sent me on a journey where every day I learn about some new other way or some new tool or technique. Now mm -hmm. it's just about like what works for me and what things can I give to other people. So I want to ask a follow-up question to that. Like at what point did you... At what point did you come to realization that this helps, right? Because, like, you know, we can read everything. We can do all the self-help and we get frustrated, stop, and then go on to the next thing. But, like, at what point did it turn into, like, a, oh, this is not just a fad for me. It's it's my lifestyle. Mm. Debbie had your finger up. I'm, oh, I'm from a Baptist community, so. <laughs> yeah, so the finger up was to agree with Paige um, about, you know, getting that self-help book and then midway getting frustrated and just throwing it away and going to something else. Mm -hmm. um, that was me. I was on that track of, you know, going to one thing and it wasn't helping. And I was like, okay, this doesn't work. This is bull crap. Um, and I realized that it was just me. I was being very stubborn when it came to listening to other people. And because these crystals don't talk back, um, <laughs> I, you know, that was my mode of um, self-soothing. And I realized that the energy is all within, but it was just a physical representation of what I could do as a human. So that's why I, you know, gravitate to those so much. Yeah. And and I wanted to tap one more thing from Deb. Um, so Deb um, is a brave soul. Um, Deb worked in corporate America for multiple years. And, um, you know, if you follow Deb online, you realize she said, F you, I'm gone. F you, F you, F you. You're cool, but I'm going to Ghana and purchase land. Right. Um, was it part of your holistic maintenance or your holistic wellness to, to kind of step back and disconnect to make that move. Cause I don't know about all y'all like quitting a comfortable nine, the job nine to five, and then just making that leap. There has to be a sense of conviction and belief in the things that are helping you maintain your wellness to really take that step. So like, what was that like for you? Can I be totally honest? Go ahead. I had no idea mm. that I was going to be buying land. I went to Ghana for the first time with my mom. Um, was it 2018? And I just fell in love with the country, with the energy. Okay. It's all about energy with me. And on landing, I just felt like something was lifted off my shoulders and I felt like I was home, okay? So the next time I went to Ghana, I gave it a month just to try it out to see if I could make it. And 
I barely got it out. I barely got out because pandemic hit like the week after. Had I stayed another week, I would have been, you know, stuck in Ghana for a year. Mm. But um, land ownership was still not on my mind until I started making, you know, friends with people who were either um, Ghanaian or from the diaspora of, you know, Ghana. And just so happened that one guy was like, I'm selling land <laughs> in Pram Pram, which is one of the first places that I saw on the map when I was researching Ghana. And I told myself I was going to live there. So I bought land just mm. off of that, off of a whim. Like all of these things were not planned. They're just things, whispers that were given to me say okay let's do this let's go this way and it just worked out you know but living in Ghana um that third time I think I did eight months that was definitely a strain on my mentals mm -hmm. <laughs> and it took a lot of calling back home talking to friends um, having my crystals handy, going out into nature, grounding, um, and just learning more about my triggers to kind of fight through them. Um, I even developed a strategy of letting things go. Um, every full moon, I'll look up to the full moon and I'll just choose one thing to let go. And I work on that throughout the month to help you know, shed some of the burdens that I've put on over the years. Like, I'll be 46 mm. in December. So it's a lot of things that I've put on my shoulders as a Black woman. And I'm just peeling off those layers. Going to Ghana helped me to realize what I was doing, to start on that journey of peeling back those layers. Mm. So. Yeah. Awesome. And, and Takia, I'm just going to repeat the question again. You know, at what point did all the literature, all the studying, um, all the work you were doing yourself, at what point did you come to realization that this is actually working? Um, it was, it, hmm. I struggle with telling other people's stories. It was when my family had a trauma, a very, very large trauma. So I think they've, they've talked about it publicly now. So I think I, I can say it real quickly, but my brother and his wife lost twins and it was real difficult. Um, that type of loss in a family is, um, is hard. And I had no idea how much I could grieve for somebody else. And so I think in that moment, there was also stuff going on. There was, it was a lot of stuff coming from all different fronts and this was before the pandemic. So we joke in our family that we had a pandemic and then the pandemic came. So I remember we all knew what to do to come together, hold hands, pray, and then like, you know, got to immediately get away from each other. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that circumstance made me have to figure out how to love somebody else through their trauma that wasn't mine, but that I felt for them. And that's when all of those tools and all those things started to make sense because you had to figure out how to be in real time support of somebody that you love. So I think that that changes the game when it, when you have to do it kind of outside of yourself in that way. But I had already been having feeling peace and and doing the work and feeling it on myself. But I think that's when I knew it was unshakable in me and that it was just there regardless. It wasn't a choice anymore. So I wanted to tap into what you do as your day job real quick. Right. Like you help people discover themselves. Like so ex explain it to kind of us not so smart folks. Um, how you go about what you do and would it be considered coaching or would it be something else? So I was just talking to someone about this. I do different things depending on the circumstance, but I actually started looking at communities and organizations. And I'm, okay. I, I realized that in order to really help communities and really help organizations, it starts with the individuals that are in it. So holism and being holistic is also in systems thinking. And I won't be a nerd except to say that a system is a set of elements in relationship to each other to produce an outcome. So if you want to change an organization or you want to change a community, you have to know what the elements are, how they're relating and what they're trying to do or what they are doing at the end of the day. And that formula can be applied to an individual as well. 
So I do at the community level, I'm more like a conductor. So you got all these different actors and I come in the room and facilitate when it comes to organizations, I'm more like a, I'm a consultant. So you have a particular issue strategy that you need solved. And I work through that with you. And for individuals, it's more like coaching because you need that person that will like call you on your stuff um, and kind of has the right to do that and the relationship with you to do that. Um, but for you to also be able to kind of know when you're not coaching and still be in relationship with somebody. So coach kind of allows for a mentorship in the one-on-one -on -one relationship, but it doesn't necessarily work the same way at those like more complicated levels. Cool. Oh, gotcha. Did I explain that in a not a yeah. overwhelming way? Cause I'm working on that. <laughs> Over my head. No, no, no. I got it. I, I, in, in other words, there's levels to this ish. You know what I mean? That's why she's got racks on racks on racks. Okay. Uh, I'm just trying to pay my taxes, man, on time, you know, just like everybody else. Yes, indeed. I did want to piggyback off of something that both of y'all did. And I think that in um in this journey to like holistic health and some of the things that are considered holistic, Debbie raised your church finger and Takia immediately knew what it was. And I think that, that was one of the things. Um, I'm newer to the holistic ways of doing things because I grew up Christian and uh, we don't do witchcraft, although we make tidy. We uh, we don't sweep over our feet. If we do, you got to spit mm -hmm. on the ground, all those things. And you think that religion was any way a hindrance to your um, discovering um, holistic uh, methods to maintain your health and well-being? Mm, that's a beautiful question. Yeah. And so yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, nah, so much so that I think because so my parents had Buddhist stuff, Hindu stuff, Jewish, we had everything in my house. So, oh, you were welcome to explore all the books, all the text. So I, I started to from very on see the common string between things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always looking for that common string. I'm not necessarily looking for one story. At the same time, my grandmother who is the kindest person whose pictures behind me, who like I want to name stuff after was a usher in a church and one of like the core ladies. So how I understand the black church is more about relationships in addition to the, the faith and the knowledge that you get. So now I think they all go together, but I don't expect everybody else to feel that way. And I, and I get it, but it's given me peace and it's given me connection with others to not think that when I get to heaven, everybody's going to be a Christian. Hmm. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Um, I agree. Definitely agree. I grew up in a United Methodist home uh -huh. and my mom was, you know, very holistic. She'd go outside, grab some rabbit tobacco. Okay. <laughs> Boil that down, throw some whiskey in there, some honey. And that was mm -hmm. our tea, you know, to get well. She was always like religious about giving us all of our, you know, herbs and vitamins and stuff to make sure that our body was whole. We mm -hmm. also, you know, went to church every Sunday. We got our minds fed with the word of God. And mm -hmm. uh, we did things together at home, whether we, you know, prayed, we sang, we were a family. They fed into that, what I would say, the joy side of things, which is very holistic when it comes to, you know, your mental, <laughs> you know, have, being in um, a loving environment yeah. goes a long way um, to helping your, you know, mental growth. So it definitely didn't hinder. It mm. just, it was a foundation. Okay. Mm -hmm. And because my parents were the way they were, um, they allowed me to grow outside of that as well. Mm -hmm. And they never looked down on anything that I did, bringing home crystals or like I'm into tarot cards as well. Mm -hmm. Don't frown up. They never frowned up their nose about any of that. So um, I'm thankful that, you know, they were open to receive. So it's and interesting I you guys, it's interesting you guys say that because um, we had an episode called Prayed Away last season. Um, and or two seasons ago, and um, we had minister, reverend, and a yogi, right? And one of the things that we we started to learn was that, um, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to generalize it for all churches, but like 
the churches were getting fewer and fewer younger folks, right? Mm -hmm. Because in in for for those of us that didn't grow up in the same environment you guys did, anything that wasn't prey on it was like the devil's work, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and anything that was outside of the word of God or going to your having your pastor pray over you or bless the house, like you bring up sage maybe 20 years, like 10, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, we need to sage the house. My mama would have looked at me all crazy. Like, what are you talking about this? Sage? you better go get the, the holy water and spray and have the pastor pray for us. So yeah. with that being said, um, it sounds like, it sounds like the churches are becoming more progressive in the sense of accepting that we as human beings need help beyond the doors or the pews because if not um i mean we're their 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 congregation is just gonna kind of dwindle away because we're the generations now filling those pews right mm -hmm. i also think there's a there's greater conversations about black folks in the healthcare system um about trusting certain professionals in their relationship um, i was talking to somebody earlier today i hope i'm not violate anybody's confidence who talked to, talk to me about kids when they see a white woman coming into a space and she's got a suit on they assume she's coming to take them away mm. so mm. then how does that person show up in a therapist's office with a person in a suit and not feel like that's going to lead to you know some sort of dissolution in their family or destruction so there's mm -hmm. a lot of other i think aspects of the discomfort with healthcare and mental health being a part of that um, I am glad to see that other generations are changing, but I know even now when we try to bring yoga to communities or even breathing exercises or meditation, they are perceived as um, not of God. But the way I try to frame it is like God is in the why, yoga is in like the what and the how. Like, and those yeah. are totally different spaces, you know? Exactly. So I try to frame it in that way, um, but I also want to leave space for people to walk their own journey. Right. Yeah, I was going to um, talk on that a little bit with prayer and how um, it's just a conversation with God. So when I am going on walks, I'm talking to God. When I am meditating, I'm talking to God. When I'm doing yoga, I am talking to God. It's just a time where you give, you're giving yourself a chance to slow down, calm down, you know, be at peace. To, to get rid of all of the noise so you can have those conversations mm -hmm. with God, universe, ancestors, whoever you speak to, you know, give yourself that time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it challenges you to really ask yourself if, if you believe everything is God and God is one, then God isn't everything. Exactly. <laughs> so <God's> everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> at 7 a.m. when I'm riding my bike down the street. Like, yeah. God is in all of this. <laughs> I just got to hold that through the day. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I also wanted to piggyback off of something Paige said earlier where he went and got his uh, mani-pedi and he felt like a different person. I didn't For a lot of us. Manicure, pedicure. Um, Manny Petty. When he called me afterwards, he said <laughs> Manny and Petty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's like that. Yeah, ganging up on me. It's cool. I had a Manny Petty, yes, and it felt amazing. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, a lot of a lot of us are some of our holistic um maintenance falls under self-maintenance and self-care. What are some other things that y'all do to um to do this year? What is your self-maintenance routine or self-care routine look like? Um, I uh, soak in a tub, <laughs> Epsom salt, um, and I add magnesium oil. It helps with the uh, muscles because I'm back on my exercise journey, which is another part of my holistic health. Um, my muscles are sore. I'm old. Like every little thing is creaking and cracking. So being able to sit in, you know, Epsom salt water and a magnesium oil, it just calms me down and it takes away all of the aches. So, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Even going to the gym again and starting to see a trainer and going back to yoga, all of that is part of self-care. It's helping me push through 
and kind of make sure I'm staying focused throughout the day. Um, mm -hmm. There's looking at my vitamins and, you know, what I'm taking and looking at my diet. Um, I try to get a lot of greenery in my diet, try to drink a lot of water, try not to have a lot of sugars. Um, but I also start, try to start my day or at least have a couple of times a week where I'm checked in the sermons. Um, mm -hmm. I spend time with my Bible. Um, I spend a lot of time journaling. Um, I have a really elaborate way of keeping track of time. So I have annual goals. I have um, quarterly objectives. I have weekly kind of performance measure goals. And then each day I check in on those. And that's been about like 10 years in the in the making. But what it does is give me room to be creative. So I make playlists each week. Um, I make a theme for the week. I choose my color based on how the color of my clothes, based on how I'm feeling for the day. I do a lot of things to practice being aware of myself and checking in with myself. Um, and then whatever tips I pick up on, I actually journal throughout that week. Because a lot of that stuff I'm giving back to clients as well. Um, so, yeah. So tell me your left, right, left top brain uh, without saying your left top brain, um, uh, left brain activity. Um, but with that being said, Takia, so we talked about kind of in certain seasons, you kind of have to take an account for, like you said, you have these goals, but then there's these other things that, and, and you know, this is off, off, off air conversation, but something I, I think you don't mind having a conversation about, right? I already blew you up about the Manny Petty, so sure. yeah, there we go. We, <laughs> through, right? um, we go through seasons of ups and downs, right? And um, you know, you said something amazing to me um, in one of our conversations: is certain times of the year you have to take account of what's been going on and what's been working, what's not, mm -hmm. and you kind of take a, a period of time to gather yourself, gather your thoughts, gather your experiences, and kind of work towards. Um, your next set of goals or your, your, your rebound. Um, what's that process like? And what, how did you come to realize that that is something that you needed to, to take care of yourself? And I mean, I'm assuming it helps your business as well. It does. Um, so Facebook stories, Facebook memories helped me to start to see that certain things would happen throughout the same seasons. Um, but in the beginning in October, um, I lost my grandmother on Halloween and it was right near my birthday. Mm -hmm. So my birthday is November 25th. So this time between Halloween and Thanksgiving over the years became real like thoughtful for me. And I was kind of in a certain space. And so because I didn't have a lot of energy in that space, I spent a lot more time in my head um, over the. So I, I started out having these annual goals. And what I found was I kind of would like forget it towards the end of the year. I wouldn't really keep it. The systems thinker in me knows that there's different points of leverage when you're trying to change a system. So, you know, certain points are more easy to change than others. And so when I started looking at those, um, there's these 12 points. And I started saying, well, what if I apply these each month? Um, around the pandemic is when I kind of got the seasons. And I don't really, it's like real chicken and egg. But when I started studying Ayurvedic medicine, and that was something that I had gotten from my father. I started to see that regardless of your body type. So they kind of categorize you into these different body types and then you eat different things or, you know, certain you feel certain ways or your joints are like this. But regardless, each of those body types had different seasons where they were able to do different things. So there's kind of like this awareness that the body naturally transitions in different times of the year. So the way it works for me is in the fall, that's like my harvest season. I take stock of the commitments I made at the start of the year. Um, and I kind of think about, okay, well, what's next? Where am I going and trying to go in the long term? 10 years from now, where do I want to be? Um, and usually in that time, I travel a lot. I'm in deep prayer. I'm listening to a lot of sermons. I'm, I'm praying a lot to God and asking him to reveal to me what's next. So this past year was love without a limit. And this next year is going to be literally breaking shit. Like that's the theme for the year. Um, and so now I start asking God, what does that mean? Taking notes, getting clarification. Then that winter, so that's fall higher, right? Be better than I was before. Then it's winter, a very hot winter, humble, open, and transparent. So I know I'm not going to be able to do what I think I can do, but let me try my hardest in this quarter and see what's possible. I usually fail, but I learn a lot of lessons. Water in the spring is when I try it again with a little bit more form and order. Those are my kind of three spring months. And then the summer is when I give it my all. Usually something real fantastical happens in the summer, and then I need to kind of take my rest for the fall. So it kind of, I'm trying to vibe with kind of when my body has what type of energy to do what, but I'm also trying to give myself opportunities to try the same thing multiple times and fail and learn and grow. And how, 
And that was a lot. That's amazing. We here at Cheese and the Cracker needs to work with you. Um, to know, and you know, I think this would be something that a lot of people would benefit from. You know what yeah. I mean? And I, I think, you know, we're always looking to partner with amazing people like yourself to help us better understand ourselves because a lot of times some of us aren't that in tune, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, prior to saying that, I really wanted to say, how do you not stress out, right? Because you're mm-hmm. constantly giving yourself goals to attain. You're constantly adding additional things onto your list of self-growth, self-healing. self, self, oh, self, self Like, how do you keep yourself from not... Yeah, I have an answer. Yeah, I have an answer that is in line with the question around religion. Mm-hmm. So I got a community of elders that speak life mm-hmm. into me that like literally will be like, we need you to keep doing what you're doing so that you can help the next people and constantly challenge me to know things so I can give it to others. But there's this concept called being a proton believer. And the proton believer is a person that goes out into the wildness and figures it out and brings it back for others. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these books and all this stuff about being a proton believer, but I got it from like a, a, a pastoral woman who was pouring life into me. And as I'm telling her all the things I'm doing, she's like, oh, you're a proton believer. So I think sometimes it's having elders in your life who see certain things in you and really reinforce it. That's what's giving me like the clarity of who I am to keep doing it. Cause I think this stuff is fun, but I could see how it could be overwhelming for somebody else. Yeah. I'm like, it is. Right, I need quarterly <laughs> goals. Right. Right. <laughs> but that's why I say start with awareness. Start with awareness. I like organizing and building stuff, you know, and listen, not everybody's built that actually, way. I won't know we have these episodes. So I I listen, <laughs> I give you more I, I like kudos to you because you know it's you know, because we're talking about holistic health, all of these things help, right? Um, what may help Deb may not help Takia, may not help me. Um, but these are all opportunities and ways like, you know, the I think the root of holistic help is trying to find so many different ways to help yourself or to find ways to kind of get out of the mundane of, OK, I have to take this medication every single day. Yeah. I have to go to this therapist every single day. I, I, I'm, you know, I was talking to when we were talking about my Manny Petty, um, I was talking about other things that I do, like along with therapy, I go to the range, I travel like. I do a lot of things to, you know, really take care of myself. Like this weekend, I went to homecoming, you know, got together with men I haven't seen in almost 15 years. Wow. Right? And we really had uh, an, an amazing, like we had a brunch that like grown men were talking around about how much they love each other, mm-hmm. you know, um, being a member of the greatest fraternity in the world, the Omega Sapphire Fraternity Incorporated, um, <laughs> the obnoxious Omicron side chapter turned 95 this year. Wow. At a predominantly More white life. institution. Right? And the history that we share um, is, 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 you can't put it in words, but to understand that, like, we decided as a chapter that, we need to do better in, in coming together and communing, communing to the point where we're going to meet up at least once a year. We're going to travel together once a year. We're going to talk to each other once a year. Um, and that's another thing about holistic health. It doesn't have to be a particular practice. It's, you know, Deb, I reach out to Deb every so often, yeah. just, just more checking, you know, and, you know, Takiya and I are recently close and, mm-hmm. You know, she'd be like, yo, you got a minute. And it's it's literally giving the other person the ear. Um, yeah, and, brought and- me into a circle when I needed it. And I think the pandemic has maybe had us choosing our circles differently. But y'all brought me into a space that just had a lot of love in it. I'm just, I want to say it out loud so other people hear it, how grateful I am for it. We love you too. <laughs> Thanks for knowing that. I'm mad, like, clear about my love. Like, I just want you to know that I have a lot of affection for you in the following ways. <laughs> You know, and 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 just and and I think at at the end of the day, it becomes about like healthily loving on yourself and loving on the people around you, right? Um, so, you know, I just I just wanted to tap in on that. Is like, you know, for me, like I said, um, my maintenance has been travel, and as of recent, like manicure, pedicures, um, massages, um, you know, working out whenever I get to it, 
um, and just just spending alone time with my wife, like just enjoying the times that we have because the pandemic showed us that like tomorrow's not promised. Um, You know, um, I think this time last year I was in Martha's Vineyard and I visited one of my frat brothers at his house down at Martha's Vineyard and he had happened to be down there the entire pandemic. Um, He has pre-existing conditions and so on and so forth. This year I had all intentions of going to Martha's Vineyard and unfortunately I heard he passed. Right. And it it hit me kind of hard because when you talk about like elders pouring into you, um, being in a fraternity is, is, was, was different for me. Right. Like I, I, I feel like my college years or my Omega years, like in the fret that I'm still in, but growing into it, right. Were some of my formative man years, right. Like you hear about the Q dog, you hear about the, the nasty Q, those exist. Those are within the same man, but like the divine nine organizations pour into each other. Yeah. You know, um, they create leaders of tomorrow. They create senators. They create representatives. They create pretty much everything that you see that is positive in our society. Um, you know, some of our famous men and women in all of the all of the professions that you can think of has been a member of the Divine Nine. And, you know, being poured into by this gentleman, and every time I would see him, he would be like, yo, um, I, I really appreciate you for work, the work that you put in. I appreciate you for being the person that you are. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm saying all this to say it is like, this is my one of my holistic house, right? Just mm-hmm. speaking and giving flowers and, and talking about it. Because, you know, once again, the primary reason that I decided to put together the state of the Black men's mental health is we don't have these types of platforms, right? Um I'm a shy person, oddly. Um, you guys won't believe it, but it's okay. Um, one of the things that I worked on myself was saying, I need to, I need to put my voice out there. I need to gather other people's voices. I need to help create these spaces. Um, I'm thankful for Ashley for allowing us to create these spaces. Like our first episode of this season was about Ashley and I going at it because I didn't understand what was going on. You know, and, you know, we talked about it so we could talk about it again. Ashley was off her meds. She was in and out. I thought she was mad at me the whole time. And guess who he had to call in to play mommy? Deb. Deb was playing like, Paige, she's not mad at you. She Maybe you say <laughs> it was a little different. Ashley, he's not angry. He's, he's just trying to understand what things are. I will say up until Deb left for um, Ghana, she was playing the mom she was pouring into us she was making sure that we understood where we were going with things it led to an amazing first episode for the season um so yeah so we we need these platforms i wasn't off my meds i was misdiagnosed there you go that that well she left her meds and discovered she was misdiagnosed so my apologies my apologies I was, yeah, just so- telling, I was just having a medical issue where, well, not a medical issue, but one pharmacy takes the generic to mean something totally different than another pharmacy. So yeah. I switched pharmacies and I'm like, this is working. And then I look it up and realize I have been getting the wrong thing this whole time. Mm-hmm. So I understand that is um, no matter what the issue is, that's frustrating. Yeah. Mm. So mm-hmm. we have a quick question from the audience. How do you organize your life when being pulled in so many directions? Mm. So I definitely think for myself as like a entrepreneur, that's like the first year has been trying to really figure that out. Um, you can, it, you know, a system only works if you work it. Um, so I really try to organize my life by like what needs to be like by time and not so much by the different projects that I have going on. So every project I know kind of operates on like a schedule. So there are certain things that I'm going to do and it needs to be done a month from now. I kind of like frame things in my head that way. I commit a lot to focusing one day on one particular thing. So I try not to allow myself to be pulled in a lot of different directions. Um, but I'm actually really having to learn how to say no. That's probably the best organizing tool I've realized is my no more than whatever sort of categories I put stuff into. Mm. 
And I was going to say that I fail miserably at organizing my life when pulled in many directions. And I've had to learn how to say no. Right now, I'm in a season of no direction <laughs> because the universe listened and saw that I was stressed out. Mm-hmm. So right now, I am reorganizing <laughs> my life now that I have no directions, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I feel like when you ask, okay, when you ask God or whoever you want to call them, when you ask them that, okay, this is just too much, okay, things will get lifted off of your plate automatically. But I like Takiya's strategy as well. You have to have some sort of plan, um, some sort of schedule that you put yourself on. So um, I'm starting to use my phone more, using the calendar (laughs) in there, putting things there because... um, for some reason, I hate lists and writing things down. So using my phone <laughs> kind of tricks my mind into making lists and writing things down. <laughs> you and Takir night and day. I mean, yeah, we're so <laughs> night and day that I have another. Can I get like a mulligan and answer the question differently? We are night go and ahead, day. Go ahead, go ahead. Because <laughs> I was just talking to a client about time budgeting. So actually, what I started out was asking in a week, what are all the things you want to get done in a week? Because we were talking about just having a peaceful life and she was talking about how routines are so key to that. So I'm like, what do you need in the week to be able to feel like you have a peaceful life? And she started naming all this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. So now keep naming, spend two weeks just naming what you do. And the next time we connect, let's talk about how many hours in your week you want to commit to those things. From there, we're going to literally put blocks in her calendar, like color-coded blocks. And this is based off something that I did for myself. So there's time that I'm taking for my personal life, time for um earning money time for networking and time for just like being on some creative and so whatever categories fit in that I have them color coded in my in my calendar but the first step was even just making that list of what are the things that you actually do want to get done on a weekly basis not a daily one and then you can figure out how to make that work in a week because i think in a week you have a little bit more wiggle room than if you try to think about each day in and of itself so i literally have a um, planner from two years ago where I started that process. Mm-hmm. I wrote down all of the things that you said, everything in a week. And I have things written down by day, the schedule of what I wanted to do. And that lasted for maybe three months. Yeah, you did too much. So when I say time budget, I literally mean like how you budget your money. So like this amount of money for groceries, da, 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 just don't go past $400 for groceries. It's yeah. really about just knowing if you went past your limit. I had to do all that to realize I could only spend two hours a week on like small, like watching YouTube. Like I had to really figure out how much time that realistically was and just knowing yeah. when I went over it. So it's more about just the awareness of the practice. Yeah, that's where, right, like different tools work for different people. But I think the practice of even just knowing what you want to get done helps mm-hmm. knock a lot of stuff out of your out of your week and your day. Yeah. So with that being said, looks like our audience uh, might we might have to make this collab work sooner than later, Takia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we put like, together <laughs> we put together a quick ebook, cheese on my cracker and takia ebook sure. where we give folks a small guide to hopefully something where they can reach out to you and work with you directly. But at least for now, um, so the question here is are there any books based on what you were talking about earlier and how you kind of allocate your time throughout the year and throughout the seasons. Actually, I think this one is specifically for the different seasons that you had spoke about. Um, Is there something that they can go to to look for that? Not necessarily, but I'll tell you what inspired me doing it because I think there's a lot of knowledge there. So it's Ayurveda. So A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-A, Ayurveda, and Ayurvedic medicine. When you look in that space, it's a lot of like I think is there's three different types of person, but even within that stuff, they talk a lot about seasons. Um, so I think that would be the best place to start. Um, the other aspect is really, it's like strategic planning. So I think quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, 
So, you know, however you want to break that down for yourself, it's more a practice than it is a body of knowledge. So if you know seasons, that's more than enough for you to kind of create within that. So that's that's actually the next question we're going to ask, right? Like <laughs> how important are routines um, or creating a routine? I mean, this is probably going to be for just this portion of the screen to key alone. No. But uh, <laughs> no, um, I lie. But no, how important are routines? Because, you know, even no. in even in the disarray, there's a routine, right, Deb? Like even when things aren't going well, you at least recognize that I need to take time for myself and Correct. do this at least every week or at least every day. So okay. either one of you guys can go into that. Yeah. I definitely want to speak on that. Um on the the end where routines are important and how it really would have helped me when I was in Ghana this last time. Okay. Um I wouldn't say that the two months were the worst part, like the worst, like part of my life, but things didn't go well. Okay. I was not exercising. I was not eating right. I was not doing the things like meditating or anything that I would normally do while I was here in the U S and things went sideways. I landed and I immediately had to start a new job. Things started going wrong with like my internet and like I had to start figuring things out and I was stressed the entire time. The only thing that helped a little bit was me talking to one of my friends there. She is all about holistic health and I was able to like kind of calm down a little bit being in her space kind of helped me mentally but I broke down so many times okay because I wasn't doing the things that normally would bring me peace and joy so Ghana was um not a good experience it was a learning experience definitely but um not a very good feel good experience when it came to holistic health. So yes, it's very important to have a routine. Yeah. Um, I have so many different ways to answer this question. The first one is like, what is a routine? So a routine meaning like a habit, meaning like something your mind does so that you don't have to think as much. So take the routine of getting dressed in the morning. You can simplify that routine by having a wardrobe where everything is the same color or everything matches everything. So you could shorten that routine by changing kind of how you, the things that you're using to get dressed. So routines are important, but whether you're operating and consciously having a routine, you have routines. So it's just whether or not the routines are healthy for you or not healthy for you. So if you want to change a habit or you want to have a different type of outcome, you're going to have to look at routines that will get you there and then do the work of being obedient to those routines. I think a lot of that actually has to do with grace. So like the thing that's gotten me better in terms of my routines is actually the more I've been more graceful with myself and less operating in shame and less trying to make this really strong structure. There's a lot of research that says the people who go to the gym every day at the same time are less likely to continue if they miss a day versus the person that goes at any point in time in the day. Wow. So leaving yourself the room to fix and navigate and adapt is really important. So routines are important, but what's more important is knowing why you have the routine and then learning to trust the process and fall in love with the process of creating a routine. Yeah, definitely agree. Paige, you mad muted. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get those shirts, Ashley. Um, I was saying what she said because you know we're just gonna drop the mic right there. Um, <clears throat> so holistic medicine has been forward, um, been frowned upon because of its association with marijuana, psychedelics, and other practices not tied to Eurocentric beliefs. Today, the methods are becoming more widely accepted. Uh, specifically marijuana usage because of legalization. Woohoo, no more jail time. Um, the usage of healing crystals, incense, sage burning, and other natural practices. 
uh, what are ways that we can introduce, what are some ways that we can introduce holistic practices into our community? Living a life and showing it and sharing it. Like day to day, um, I feel like as I get back into my groove, I can share that with my Instagram community, you know? And as I continue to share, they may not do it immediately, but it might encourage someone, one person at least, to do some of the things that I do. And then, you know, it goes from there. Like even um, just something as simple as doing my um, my oracle readings because I bought these cards most recently. And I found out that two of my friends that follow me on Instagram, they have these cards now and they use them daily. So, yeah. That's real. Yeah, I think the like embodying stuff is important, like kind of being the change that you want to see. Um, but I also think um, I had a, a young family member that stayed with me this summer and I really had to work through um, what my religious background has me feeling about certain things. And I still have to confront stuff to be real. And then kind of what her beliefs are, what, you know, how she was approaching the world. And I think what I landed on, what the key was, and this is what I said to her, was it doesn't matter the tool, but you need to know who you're communicating with. Mm. So I think the the part that's going to be key as we introduce a lot of this stuff is to make sure that there's eldership there and that there's intergenerational relationships and that people are connected to folks who are knowledgeable because my real spiritual concern is people finding themselves to walking down paths and without the discernment to know if that's the path for them. So I think tapping into all of this stuff is very real. I think God is very real and I think that he is in everything. And so if you walk with a certain type of intention, make sure that you're aware and that you have supports as you walk that path. That's my only, that is the most auntie-ish response that I can give to, you know, ways of introducing people to practices because it still needs to align with who they are and where they're going. Keyword intention. Yeah. Okay. When you lead with love in anything you do, you'll be successful. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think we can also add a positive self-talk because mm-hmm. a lot of the times the things that we're saying to ourselves, whether we're saying them inside our head <laughs> or out loud. It's what shuts us down. Yeah, yeah. I've watched myself talk change over the years. I also talk to myself in the mirror a lot. Um, So I've watched myself talk change, and it sounds a lot more like one of my parents instead of the other now. So I've seen a shift. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more. So say, for example, I need to make rice, and I keep forgetting. I used to be like, see, you forgot the rice. You didn't do this, and you forgot this. Now I'm like, look at you forgetting rice. Just over here, just doing whatever it is you was doing. Get that rice. (laughs) In addition to talking to a dog now and talking to a lot more kids and talking to more people that I love, because I was away from my family for a real long time. So to come back after 13 something years and be near my family is shifting how I talk about things and, and how I interact with people for sure. Okay. 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 We got a good, healthy break there. Yeah. Um. I also want to piggyback off of Paige's question and ask: How do you think the community can benefit from implementing these practices? So, once we get them to the community, how do you think they can benefit from that? The ways that they can benefit are are multiple. Um, I think it also matters like who you talk to and who you touch. And I think the family is really important. And I think a lot of good practices get passed through family. So, you know, if you can touch someone who then can kind of bring that back to their family and kind of get folks. So let's just take breathing or meditation, those types of lighter things with my clients, especially my like AmeriCorps clients or clients that are coming from certain backgrounds. I'm real intentional about that particular tool doing it every time or giving them emotion wheels and really practicing and working, walk, working through how do you feel, um, you know, what, what's happening, really working them through certain tools. And I encourage them to take that back to their families. Um, so that would be kind of my thought process on that question. Yeah. I have awesome. no input. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been an amazing show and I really appreciate all of you um, and what you've contributed to the conversation. Um, the last thing is really, where can people find you? Takia, we probably got like, you, we, you, you know, we need a check 
at some point because you're gonna have like 30 leads um today alone. So oh, you need to check. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure out this. As an entrepreneur, I do not pay for placements, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. You know, this, is tax, this is tax deductible. We're not a profit. Um no, but um tell the people how they can find you and um tell them a little bit more about your business as well so that um they can come find you. Yeah, so my um the name of my business is Excelsior Performance Group. Um, Excelsior means ever higher. Um, you can find us at riseoverrun.org. You can email me at talk, T-A-K, at riseoverrun.org, all one word. And then you can find me on Instagram at talkverbs. So like proverbs, but talk, talkverbs. Okay. Deb? Yeah. Um, I'm on the grams, on the go with Deb. And mostly I just post about... Um, my daily living, sometimes my travels. Right now, I'm just in the United States for now, but I'll be going other places next year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm Paige Benjamin, again, of Atomic Travels. Y'all know what I'm about, that travel life. But don't forget, we have the State of the Black Man's Mental Health later this month. We have the Wellness Collection later this month. We have another amazing episode for you guys later this um, later this month for cheese on my cracker and you know with that being said we're online cheese on my cracker.org on instagram uh cheese on my cracker and um don't forget to like subscribe please leave a comment and hit that notification bell so you guys know when new episodes drop with that said stay safe peace